is episode 120. The ultimate deck podcast. Need a show about outdoor living? This is where it's at with your host, Shane Chapman and Way Lorette. Thank you for tuning in. Now let the show begin. Yeah, yeah. The ultimate deck podcast. Let's go. Welcome to spring, everybody. At least here, weather has sprung pretty fine here lately. Fine weather. We've had fine weather. Things you know what are we, melting. You know what we don't have? What? Fine looking trucks. They're filthy. <laughs> my son actually, <laughs> it's funny you Unbelievable. say Unbelievable. I'm driving my three kids to where they have to be this morning. And so we're taking Carter to high school first and then going to bring the two little ones back to daycare because timing had to work that way. Mm. My little guy, the middle guy, Avery's like, dad, we should go for a car wash. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah, we probably should. <laughs> now is not the time, no. but yes, we need a car wash. And it's going to last like what? 10 minutes as soon as you drive out it's of the, the worst car thing wash. right now. There's no point. Unless you're going to do it daily. Except it, like except there's all the point because your vehicles are completely branded. You don't want to be driving around looking like a schmuck, right? Schmuck. Yeah, but the point is 10 minutes later you look like a schmuck. You're going to look like uh, a schmuck. That like, sounds like the, a waste of money. It's a buck a minute. What about <laughs> the clean four guys that saw you in between clean and then the puddle that you hit? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you have a good impression of your vehicle. Anyways, it drives me crazy. I hate this time of year because it's like because it's messy. Yeah. I hate it for a I don't know. Wait, I would say that's still $2.50 per impression. Too high. <laughs> Too high. high. Too high. <laughs> so... <laughs> Story doesn't check out unless it's radio, and then that's a great deal for right. radio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I just I don't like. So I love spring. I love the idea of like winter's over and like days are longer and people start giving us money again. Like, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. But like the mud, the gravel on the roads, the trees are all dirty. Like that stuff is a. It's so bad. Spring is so ugly. It is awful until you have that Ugliest one season, like epic <laughs> storm, right? When it washes everything, you have this. this like, might be the oof. the biggest hoax in the world. Actually, the media's portrayal of what spring is. Yeah, like, spring is not the world's portrayal. Is like describe uh, spring. Oh, it's like daisies. And it's like green grass. And the trees have leaves. And it's, it's like, like no, that's so summer. beautiful. <laughs> it's like uh, yeah, no, that's that summer exactly. <laughs> spring is like changing a baby's diaper. Yeah, it's just <laughs> shit. <laughs> smeared <laughs> everywhere a lot of cleanup needs to happen and then you get to what you think the right? picture is so there's like it turns out that everybody that wore a disposable mask stepped out of the store took it off laid it down it got buried in the snow mm-hmm. and now you have like masks everywhere here. and you have like empty pop cans and mcdonald's bags all over the place Spring is disgusting. Yeah. Spring is disgusting. But it is absolutely worth it cuz summer is so freaking good. Yeah. That's yeah. poetic. That was beautiful. There you right. go. You asked what we were going to waste time on. We're we did waste it. Time on that. Well done. Cool. Are we just going to get to wasting? Listen, we don't have to waste any more time. Turned and looked at it. Was like I turned and looked and was like, go. You want I me just to go. I'm not sure exactly how I follow up a, a passionate rant like yeah. that. You know, that it. was the next. That was the waste of time. Usually, I'm trying to pry some emotion and some like some. Mm. Ooh, I got lots of emotions. stuff out of Wade. Like yeah. it's like quit being so freaking monotone. Like. Get into this. Just just tell him about here how I much am. you love your dirty truck. Well, yeah. and then finally he's here. <laughs> yeah. Doing this. So, okay. Well, uh, moments of uselessness. What do you got for us today, Bryce? I got the top 10 weirdest laws from around the world. Oh, good. This ought to be good. Ready? Are these real ones or just bullshit like Supposedly. last week? Or like uh, butter on the nose? I, oh yeah. my goodness. Did I tell you about this? Did you butter get butter nosed? No, but she oh. brought it. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, you have a story to tell. <laughs> Okay. Well, that was it. I just like, you know, but you all, so we talked about last week about butter in the nose and money cakes. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Did you get a money cake? Yeah. So my mom, she's awesome, right? So we, I went up to the parents' cabin in the middle of the wilderness, and we went skidooing for the weekend. Cottage for the Easterners. Cottage. Cottage. <laughs> so we ended up hanging out in the in the forest, riding skidoos and stuff. And when I showed up, it was my 40th birthday, so mom had a banner hanging. She was like, happy birthday. But while they were driving up to the cabin, they had been listening to the podcast, <laughs> which I think would have been like, that's pretty crazy. I didn't know that my parents actually listened to the podcast. <laughs> but live. They, but they did, right? They listened live. So we get to the cabin and mom was like okay we have supper and then she pulls out this cake and it's like here's your birthday cake i was like fantastic and i took the knife cut into it and boom hit coins <gasps> and i was like <laughs> what do we really have a money cake she was like well i didn't do it in advance <laughs> but she was like i listened to the podcast so when i got here i like it was just whipped up a money <laughs> cake yeah she like the change she found on the under the floor mats yeah and then she like just <laughs> pushed it into the side of the cake. <laughs> but regardless, I didn't know that that Pretty had funny. happened. Like after the fact, I cut the cake and was like, Oh my God. I have money cake. <laughs> my dad got the toonie, which is such bullshit. I got a quarter. <laughs> Do you see the joy that was brought to his face though? Like why did they ever go away? That's how much joy these things yeah, bring. Yeah, money cakes rule. Bring back the money cakes. It'll be cryptocurrency cakes next though. Sheet. I don't know how deep our influence is. Like we've seen some influence come from this podcast. Mm -hmm. We make people do lots of shit that they don't want to do. Send us pictures of <laughs> your think, money cake. <laughs> I think the biggest one we should do is money cakes. Let's do it. So for now, for the seven people watching on Instagram and the, and the hundreds around <laughs> the world that are going to listen to this podcast. That's right. Do a money cake in 2021. If there's one thing you're going to do, if yeah. you have kids. And then tag us Make in a it. money cake. Yeah. Put tag it. us in it. Tag us in it. That'd be so cool. I, I decided for the first time we get tagged in a money cake post. Tagged it was, money cake. That's going to be so good. It was awesome. I was pretty pumped. Yeah. So that was it. But I did not get the butter on the nose. She did have butter there. She offered to rub it on my nose. <laughs> she offered. But I was like, we can't prove that this actually happens. We no, she just like she just took a scoop of butter in her fingers, like, huh? Yeah. Eh? 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 this? <laughs> my dad's so mm -mm. grumpy. Huh? Mm -mm. Eh? So for sure she didn't take a scoop of butter and just like put it on her finger because yep. butter's so hard nowadays. How do you even do that? Just oh, yeah. wrecks all bread. Dad's grumpy. So he like, he hates butter because you can't, you can't butter bread. It, does, it doesn't smear properly. Steen Woodwork on Instagram here says, how about I come crash your podcast? He can be here in five minutes. Do it. I'm saying game on. Let's go. Bring, game on. Come up. If this ha Bring this beer. Happen. We'll get a. Bring beer. Come up the employee door. Go upstairs. Walk to the far end. Of where the door is closed and walk on in. Yep. See you in 10. This is a short podcast today. You have seven minutes. You, can you got <laughs> seven minutes. Hey, let's go. Uselessness. Useless. Okay. Right. You mean 10 laws, ten, 10 weird laws from around the world. Uh, parliament in England uh, and Wales had the famous salmon act of 1986, 1986 that states it's illegal to hold a salmon under suspicious circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> the maximum penalty is two years imprisonment. Holy shit. <laughs> and that was in 86. Okay, so, but what are you up to to, quali to, to What's qualify? What do you hold? Suspicious. Is it alive? Yeah. Or dead? Alive. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. What matters is your intentions with the salmon. <laughs> suspiciously holding Alive or dead? Yes. And Don't. how do you suspiciously hold one? Like under your jacket? You're like... <laughs> Any, anyone who receives or dispose, disposes of any salmon in circumstances where they believe that the salmon could have been illegally fished. 
Right. Okay. So that's, there it is. Poaching law. Now you're poaching salmon. That yep. makes sense. Two that's years in jail. That's the suspicious part. Yep. But calling it suspicious circumstances. That's way better. Funny. Yep. Okay. In quick. Don't look suspicious. Don't look suspicious. <laughs> Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Uh, if you own any chickens in Quitman, Georgia, mm-hmm. it is illegal to let them cross the road. That is takes all the fun so, out of the joke. <laughs> so funny because for sure what was happening is people were, they were writing jokes across the road yeah. and then they would cross the exactly. road. Exactly. Oh, and then they stood on the curb and was like, huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to solve the riddle. <laughs> Nobody really knows. Everybody makes up all this shit about why he crossed the road. Turns out, and out corn. You mostly cross the road for corn. Yeah. Okay. Un- under Victorian law in Australia, you can be fined 10 Australian dollars. That's a buck 85? How much is that Canadian? I don't know. Probably quite a bit. Okay. Um, like seven or eight bucks. In the, in the second most populated state of Australia... It is illegal to change a light bulb unless you are a licensed electrician. This is amazing. This is almost believable because... Because uh, they're unionized. <laughs> because dunning and decking always talks about how, like in Australia, the red tape there doesn't allow you to build decks over a certain size without taking some sort of two-year, like... Uh, like government apprenticeship, Well, like an apprenticeship or oh, okay. like something. And so he's like, I can't... I'm actually legally not allowed to build decks larger than a certain size or, or over a certain value. I think maybe it's over $20,000 oh, yeah, value right. or something. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Unless you go do this thing. And I remember talking to him, be like, well, go do the thing then if you want to build big decks. Like, yeah, but it's like two years. I got to go do this stuff, whatever. And I was like, holy smokes. Okay, well, anyway, go do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, or build small decks for f- the next 50 years. Yeah. If that sounds funner, then I guess don't do it. But. But anyway, so you can't change a light bulb without being an electrician. Sure. In 1998, they revised the law, though. Oh, good. And uh, no, literally changing anyone? changing a light bulb and removing a plug from a socket were specifically exempted. Literally anybody can change <laughs> a light bulb in the Australia now. Anybody. This is chaos. It's free game. How many Australians does it take? Just one now. Well, it used to be an electrician. Yeah. Any of them. Any of the Australians can change a light bulb. In uh, Milan, in Italy, it states that it is a legal requirement to to smile at all times except at funerals or hospitals. In where? Sorry, Milan. Milan. It's because they're that all sounds pretty good. They're all walking around as fashion models. They have to smile. Right. It's a it's a city regulation from Austro-Hungarian times. That I think never we revealed. should implement that here in the hmm. store. People can quit being bitchy and trying to cancel everybody and looking for reasons to hate people. Just smile more. Just smile more. If you don't smile, you get a fine. How much? I didn't say in here. I'm down. I'll write a letter. You'll write a letter. I'll see if we can get <laughs> maybe the new mayor or John will be on board. I'm gonna frown until yeah. the letter comes through. Uh number five. In Florida, it is illegal to pass wind in a public place after six PM on Thursdays. Nope. That's not <laughs> gonna work for me. <laughs> <laughs> Why after six PM? I don't, it was an old law, like in the eighteen hundreds. Oh shoot, I gotta I gotta, oh, I gotta fart. I got a fart quick. It's five fifty nine. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, in Arizona, uh, it's um, against the law to have a sleeping donkey in your bathtub after seven p.m. What they don't know can't hurt them. Like I've done that a few times in the daytime. <laughs> in the daytime, it's okay. Go ahead. And it, my uh, my comment can wait. Tell me about the sleeping no, donkey. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> What's your comment? I was just like, but during the day, during all the day. good. You're like, let the ass sleep as much as he wants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So this law was brought into effect due to a public menace case in 1924 where a merchant uh, used to let his donkey sleep in a bathtub and then the, the town flooded and the donkey was washed a mile away. So there you go. No ass in the tub. No ass in the tub. In Samoa, it's illegal to forget your wife's birthday. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. A lot of incarcerations in that. And dangerous, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Illegal yeah. and Highest dangerous. homicide rate per capita. Yeah. Uh, in Scotland, if someone knocks on your door and requires the use of your toilet, you must let them enter. Is that still a law? Yes. Let's go to Scotland. Two things would happen there. So, like, I have the bladder of an infant when I drink beer. It's like all the time I have to go to the bathroom. Infants don't drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said when I do. Prove this out. When I do. And so in Scotland, it'd be great. We could do pub crawls because I wouldn't have to be on the side of the road. I'd be like, I know the laws around here. <laughs> I know the laws. Is there a limit to like the time of day? Doesn't say that. No. You bust home and dump me four in the morning. Boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom. Got a shit. Uh, what else do we got? Come on in. I was just sleeping. It's okay. <laughs> uh, it it's is after 6 p.m. No farting. It is against the law not to walk your dog at least three times a day in Turin, Italy. Ooh. You'll be fined up to 500 euros if they can prove it. Wow. That should probably be a law here too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, three is quite a bit though. Once two. or twice a day. Two. 45 minute walks. would be yeah. really good. Yep. In, in France, there's a small town that makes it a legal requirement to have bought a beer, burial plot before dying. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> yeah, was was that five minutes? It? That's five minutes. Was it actually? It's close. Well done. Grab a stool. We, we need a mic. We need a mic hooked up here. Where did I go? On it. Get a mic. <laughs> Get a mic. Are you, so is that 10? I should have no. brought my mic. Was that 10? That was Bryce? 10. That was all 10. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. My turn. Number 11. Number 11. Right here from Saskatchewan. Yes. You want to do a funny law? Okay. Right now? Yeah. I am a family of five. Me personally. Plus, I have kids and a wife. <laughs> but my family is a family of five, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So right, and my mom lives by herself. Mm-hmm. Right now, mom's not allowed to come over because you can only have five people at your house. But she lives by herself. She lives by herself. Is not right. Not so that. she can go to my sister's house. Oh. Because my sister's a family of four, two kids. My mom can go there. That's a okay. She can't come to our house. However, if I'd like to meet my mom <laughs> at, a, at a restaurant yep. with my sister mm-hmm. and one perfectly random stranger from another household, no, I can do that. You're not allowed to do that. Why am I not allowed to do that? I thought they all had to be from the same household. No. Right, Wade? I don't have you executed this? You've gone for drinks, or are you telling people that you live with these people that you're going for drinks with? Oh, that live ended. I go for drinks all the time. So, my understanding is that you don't have to be from the same household right now. Yeah, you don't have to be. Okay, so there you go. So, not allowed to have people to my house, but I can meet them somewhere else with additional people. Also, my kids can go to daycare with strangers from eight other families Try it. and test. houses. I test. There it is. Steen mm-hmm. Warwick has joined us. This is the first uh, yes. podcast crash. <laughs> Beautiful. It, it broke our Instagram. It broke the Instagram. <laughs> Bryce is struggling to get equipment set back up here. So anyway, I'm I don't like that law right now. It's not even a law, but I don't like that right now. I think it's silly. It is silly. So how you doing? <laughs> Pretty good. What were you, where were you? Uh at the shop. Where's your shop? Just like down over by McDonald Street. Okay. Yeah, I was like, I know where those guys are. Okay. Yeah, I know exactly where they are. <laughs> okay, well, welcome to the podcast. Yeah. 
So I'm just going to throw so, this out. Yeah, let's get rid of the topic today. <laughs> we're, uh, we're not doing that one anymore. Are we? Sorry, Fibron, you'll have to wait. Uh, oh, the, this has now turned into an interview podcast, so let's hear a little bit about your... Let's Tell us all about you. What do you do, who you are, where you're from, originally and now? Both. Both. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, I'm John Steen. I run Steen Woodwork on Instagram. Uh... Grew up doing cabinetry inside my dad's shop in Montana, Billings, Montana, near there. Oh, good skiing in Billings, Montana. Yeah, I'm a half hour away from a ski hill. Wow. So I can see it out my bedroom window at home. That's the landfill here. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Mount Pleasant like, and the other one. So, yeah, yeah so you got two ski hills right here in Regina. Yeah, yeah. And so now, right now, I, I worked at a commercial shop for a long time here in the city. Okay. And then just recently, I came in to help a buddy at... Uh, handyman place and it's just holding me off till i can move in may five star handyman five star handyman and in may you're taken back off to montana that's right how come what's going on well did somebody was somebody honestly, treat you not nicely here so much Are you <laughs> <laughs> listen no. up saskatchewan you got to get better we can't drive people out when they decide to come here <laughs> no it's just uh Basically, we had been wanting to do this for about two years. And okay. so we did my wife's immigration. It took two years to get my wife her visa to go back to the States. Okay. So, yeah, we finally got that together. And, um, yeah, we're, it was the home place where I grew up as a shop, big okay. shop on it with a big house and a whole bunch of land. So I was like. Sounds terrible. This. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? It's the worst. Hmm. Close. Yeah. Okay. So your wife's from here? Yeah, she's from Regina. Yep. And so you've been working on getting her down there for a while. How'd yeah. you meet? Oh, geez. It was 2008. I had... Uh, I <laughs> it was a cloudy night. <laughs> it was a cloudy night. <laughs> it was a cold night, actually. Much very, like today, but more clouds, less sunlight. <laughs> February. February in oh, Regina. Yeah. Super cold. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. You were just finding somebody to snuggle with, and she was the closest lady. Like, well, You'll do. <laughs> Who's within arm's reach? Yeah. It was a dark and cloudy night. Whoever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but yeah, and um, I met her here, and then all of a sudden it just turned into something a little bit uh, more serious as time went on. And, yep. And then I was here because she was in college at the U of R, mm -hmm. and so I was like, well, we'll just bide our time, and then... We had kids, and it was like, well, it's free to have kids up here, so... Yeah, <laughs> let's finish this before we go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That's something that comes up on tick comes up on TikTok all the time is the mm -hmm. Canadian healthcare thing, right? People yep. keep posting, like, how much did it cost to have your baby? And then the Canadians always come in there and boast and pound in their chest and be like, <laughs> nothing, free! <laughs> Seven bucks for parking. <laughs> oh. yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, good. Yeah. Well, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, I remember I came here... One of my first videos, actually, on Instagram that actually had a lot of traction. I You're used, welcome. I used... <laughs> from you guys, no. It was... Uh, oh, man, it was in 2017. You guys were still down near Vic. Yeah, Vic we were Ant. on Macara. Yeah, throw a, throw a dart at a map. That's yeah. where we'll be in two years. 2017. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I needed some double-sided G-tape. Yep. Oh, yeah. And I came in, and you guys were like, yeah, we have some right here. The only mm -hmm. place in the city. Mm -hmm. Dropped... Dropped a 20 for this double-sided G-tape, mm -hmm. and I used it to hold two pieces of a jig onto a wall so I can router in some stainless steel bumpers. Yep. Nice. Awesome. Worked perfect. Good deal. There you go. Yeah. yeah, we've grown a little bit since then, moved around a few times, and uh, still have G-tape. Not, <laughs> not the double-sided <laughs> stuff anymore, We only have one roll. 
of double sided. It's in the drawer downstairs. And you ain't getting that. And you're not getting it's ours. That is not yeah. for sale. I think I still have like a very small bit of that G tape. <laughs> yeah. Just cutting little bits of it off of the roll as yeah. time went on. That's all you need, a little sliver. <laughs> yeah. Works well, right? That's no right. Joke. This stuff is crazy. I yeah. pulled it off and then stuck it back on and pulled it off and stuck it back on. It's crazy. I couldn't believe it, it still worked. Yeah. It was great. It's good stuff. So you've been doing like you've done some decks in your time, like you but is that mostly through five star? Like that's not your no main thing you do. No, I had never built a deck till last year. Nice, really. Yeah, so that was the first time I ever built a deck. So I was also kind of like a trim guy that did decks in the summertime, just occasionally because I like the idea of being outside. Yeah, like one of the reasons I went into trim work was the house is always the same temperature. Yeah, right? and so in the winter time, <laughs> not in my house. Usually, <laughs> but like. When you're a framer, my wife's running yeah. hot. You know, change in a hurry. <laughs> if you're a framer, your work temperature in the wintertime is negative. Oh, man. And when you're a finisher, it is all like the house has to be warm. You have to because they've painted, mm-hmm. and so it has to be warm enough for paint. So that was that was my biggest incentive to get into trim work. But I love working. I loved building decks in the summertime. I just like, I loved it because you didn't have to be nearly as precise, no right? Joke, like if, yeah. if you're doing crown mold around a cabinetry or, <laughs> or you're doing a miter on a deck, it's uh, like, those are two different saws. Yeah. Right? And, and <laughs> so, different materials too yeah. that do different things. I had no yeah. idea that composite decking would expand and contract so much. Yeah. And I saw your picture of that deck you built and you had put MDF baseboard around the edge and I'm like, that, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have done that. Not for the outdoor. I don't think that. I don't think that's the idea for that. Oh, man. Yeah, I used a really good latex caulking on it. It was yeah. good to go. A little bit of Alex Plus. Yeah. Right there. Nice. Use that elbow to. Yeah. Is yeah. that the only deck you've done then? Did no. you follow it up with a with a cameo and a, like a? No, I did a couple others, but uh, I just didn't post much about them. I don't know. It, it's fun. I like. I really like doing it. The funny thing is, is that. I take before pictures, but it's for some reason I don't take after pictures. Like Didn't you all point the time. at me? <laughs> I'll document the whole process and I won't take any you after know photos. That's the stuff that people like anyway. Yeah, people like the metal stuff. Yeah, the how to stuff, not yeah. just the polished edge. I know when I was when it, back when I was building in a fresh deck, like I blew up my account by showing the when everybody else at that time seven years ago was posting just like, here's the deck we built. I was posting that here's how I'm building the deck. Yeah. And blew up. So it was, people were way more interested in that anyway. Well, it's relatable. I mean, yep. it's like, okay, mm-hmm. how am I supposed to do this? If you show them step-by-step step how to do it, yep. all of a sudden you've gone beyond the, uh, you know, just showing your work, which is kind of selfish. Yeah. And you've gone into saying, I'm going to give you a value add. Here you go. Yeah. And everybody, even though they may not be able to do that type of work, they are, um, they're able to understand how it's done. Yeah. And they can appreciate it a bit more. Yeah. I think he read some of your stuff with these value add comments he's <laughs> dropping. <laughs> dropping buzzwords. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's all on our Do you think that's Instagram gonna help our meeting. SEO? Yeah. And not, not only that, but I think that the nice thing about it too on that from not only from a who's following you and watching on Instagram, but also from a customer perspective, mm-hmm. if somebody's going to hire you, like yes, you can show off your portfolio. Everybody does. You like everything looks good from 20 feet away kind of mm-hmm. kind of thing. But when somebody gets to watch along and see your personality and how you do things, like when you're on camera talking to, and they get to know you a little bit before yep. that goes a long way to building rapport with the customer before you ever meet them more so than a picture of the pretty work at the end does. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, anybody can take a pretty picture of almost anything. Right. Exactly. So I, 
one of my favorite follows is uh, Blake from California Deck Pros. And so he always takes pictures like close up. And he's, and that's his idea behind that. Was like, well, he takes a picture of a miter and it's like right on it. This is what my miter looks like. Mm-hmm. And he's like, not from 40 feet away. Because everybody's deck looks really good from 40 feet away. No right? joke, it does. Yeah. So he's like, oh, it's new material. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Do the boards rattle when you walk on them? You know, and he, like uh, that was his mm-hmm. always. Yeah. So, uh, are we are we gonna are we abandoning the topic? Or are we gonna do this with you here? Do whatever you want. How I, much? Uh, this is all by the seat of my pants. Obviously, you're telling me we're seven years in. Same thing. <laughs> seat of our pants. 120 <laughs> episodes. 120 episodes. Seat of our pants. Uh, I didn't know what we were doing. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, you didn't. Wade never knows. Speaking of seat of the pants. Would you like me to bring but you in on planning this? is everything. Planning. So, what did you exactly. use that first deck you did? Like, this guy starts off, builds his first deck, does waterfall, like, edges yeah. on his picture frame and whatnot, too. Yeah. Like, like. It wasn't oh. really a waterfall. It was just back cutting it. <laughs> and then I just used, you know, a glue to set it. It now, was just really simple, It was just guys. simple stuff, I don't guys. know why you think. Back off. But, I mean, it's, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. Is that, so, is that, like. Is that a big deal? That's a finishing guy's move. That's not a deck build. It's just not well, something. It's not something people do in their first try. Like, oh man! But the thing is, uh, I had to dial my. I had to get my mind into the state of this is a deck, not that decks aren't difficult or they can't be done well. Because I did, actually, the back side of that deck, I did not put nearly enough blocking in. The blocking for my picture frame, I was like. I didn't even think about it. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing it after the fact. That's fun. Yeah, no joke. Especially <laughs> when you're within three inches of a fence. And I, yeah, and I had to basically frame up this thing. It was uh, this extra blocking. And the fence was on an angle. And so I had to frame it all up on an angle. And then I had to tip it down into place because I couldn't <laughs> feel it from the outside. Yeah. I, was, I just thought, I am so dumb. <laughs> I just thought that I, I had a whole new. I know how I'm going to fix this. I'm going to waterfall the edges. <laughs> yeah, they'll never see how dumb I was. I just do one pretty thing in this and take the picture from 20 feet away. <laughs> exactly. They'll have yeah. no idea. <laughs> oh man! Don't yeah. be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Yeah. I need to find that sound. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah, it was a. It was definitely. It definitely kicked my butt. I was like, my efficiency went down the drain yeah. so fast. What was that deck in? Was it like what brand? Timber Timber Tech, I wanted to say. Yeah. yeah. So not, not great for today's episode. But. No. <laughs> oh, are you talking about somebody else? You ever worked with Fibron? I don't know much about any of it. Okay. I've never worked with... The only th- other thing I worked with, I was working with uh, Forma Contracting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thomas Robinson. Yeah. And he and I built uh, a deck off the back of one of his neighbor's places. And I think we used... Uh, What's the most popular stuff? Tracks. Tracks, yeah. We used, used Winchester Gray last year. Ooh. A couple times. That is very impressive. Dude's an it's elephant. A, <laughs> yeah, it's a really cool skill. With his memory. It's a really cool skill. <laughs> his me- it's Let me clarify. <laughs> With memory. Yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> you know what? We're going to leave this one for next week. I blah, we blah, should. blah. Oh, man, okay? no planning for next week. That's great, eh? I know. It's, it's going to be really good. Because uh, we're 27 minutes in, right? Yeah, yeah, we're already. Oh, yeah, we're already done. Everything. So, have you done a podcast before? No, no. Do you listen to lots of podcasts? I do. Okay, what are your top three podcasts? Ooh, Freakonomics is up there. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a that's good a one. Great podcast. Yeah. I just jumped into the Fall of Civilizations podcast. Oh, that sounds deep. I don't know yeah, what that one is. Right. But. It's really interesting, actually. Yeah. 
Sounds but pretty dark. I don't are know. Are we that I'm in that? Are we in it right now? Like I don't know if that's what it's about. <laughs> but like fall of are we crashing right now? I feel we're like we're right. crashing right it's now. Over. <laughs> I feel like we're on the way to the fall part. Oh man, we're definitely slipping down the waterfall. <laughs> yeah. Good luck climbing back up, right? Right? Yep. You don't stop at a waterfall and climb back up to the top. <laughs> Trade related podcasts, uh, I find there's very few around that I actually look forward to the next episode. Mm-hmm. Like there's a few out there that people are watching and or not watching, but like listening to and stuff. Select ones of Joe Rogan's podcast. I find very interesting. Yep. Yeah. And then I watch your guys lives almost every week. So yeah. You being here means our audience is down. Yeah. We're down. I'm actually, I saw it drop, but drop by 10% because you showed up here instead of, uh, if you could turn your phone back on and what, uh, <laughs> watch along with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what day works the best for watching the podcast live? Uh, I don't watch it live. I'll watch it when you put it on your uh, Instagram. Oh, okay. Yep, there you go. Works. Oh, when you put it on your Instagram. Not affecting our... We uh, don't always put it on our Instagram. That's a shame no. problem. Yeah, why don't you we just don't. do that? Well, we, uh, fun fact, it we goes just... on YouTube. It goes you can, on YouTube. It's you always on YouTube. You can save it on uh, IG. Are we telling you? put it on IGTV. We could do it there, yeah. yeah. tell these guys? We're tell? We hired tell Bryce. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Were we going to yeah. tell everybody that? Is it is just this coming? Is this, what? It's is your coming party. out party. Go Today ahead. is Bryce's <laughs> last day as a contractor with the Ultimate Deck Shop, or the Ultimate Deck Podcast. That's and right. Monday. Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. He becomes a full-time employee here. Part of the team officially. There yeah. we go. So then, then he'll get be, to move to the front they of the hooked camera. Me. Yeah. And then <laughs> it'll be his job to get these things up. <laughs> right now it's Shane's job and Shane's not. He's like other stuff going on. Oh, but, really? Like what? Like what? Yeah. What? He what? started what a new company. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your swag? I don't see any swag. That's because I don't start till Monday. Yeah. Oh, oh with quite. Yeah. He doesn't get no swag yet. <laughs> he gets a white t-shirt. Just one of them. Just one. Yeah. Small. <laughs> don't right. spill anything. Exactly. <laughs> Small. Oh man, that's crazy. Yeah. So tell us a bit more about what you got going on. So how did you? How did you get into what you do? I guess let's go down that path. We usually with interviews we start there. Um, this was a sporadic one, so I forgot to start there, but like, how did you get into woodworking? Was it always, was it something your dad did or like, yeah, my where did dad that start? was a custom kitchen and, uh, manufacturer in the area. So it basically, well, it was just him. It was just him and his shop. Mm-hmm. And so he built in Billings, no near Billings. So okay. South, it was back in the boonies kind of. Right. And so a lot of people would move in. The thing is with Red Lodge, which is the closest, one of the closest bigger centers, is that there you get a lot of people moving in from out of state and they have build these huge homes and they use it as a tax write-off. So say like about half hour away, Mel Gibson owned a ranch and he just came there every once in a while with his family, you know, did the ranch life and then went off and his accountant wrote it off as a tax expense. So <clears throat> um that's what I plan to do when I make money. Right? Write things off. Yeah. Right. Thing, that, yeah. That's it, though. <laughs> Just write things off. Mm-hmm. Just like, buy things to write them off. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I wonder if anybody out there placed a wager on his history, including Mel Gibson. Whose history? His. Oh, yeah. I don't think. Like, so. I didn't think that was going to come in. I didn't think I was. I think we were going to hear about Mel today. Name dropping Mel Gibson over yeah. here. Well, you know, Mel's a friend. And he's, <laughs> for a coffee you gotta, he's done a lot for you. You got to give him shout outs when you can. That's right. <laughs> he likes his coffee. <laughs> yeah. Black. Black. No, but, uh, and so basically my dad was one of those guys that built kitchens and house packages for these guys. Okay. And so with, I have four other brothers and he's like, sweet, free labor. 
So he yeah. brought us all in, and we were working. I mean, the first stuff that I did, I hated this job where you go in and you take the shop vac and you go around all the edges of the shop. He had, he didn't need that done, but he, <laughs> he's just like, you're going to do this. That's so a make work job right there. Yeah. Yeah. I pay, I was paid a dollar for that, this big old shop, and I had to vacuum around the outside. How old are you? I was seven. So the dollar had some, like it had some value at that oh, point. Yeah. That was still money right then. Oh, it was like, yeah. oh yeah, dollar. And it was travel. Like you could find that in a cake up here. Yeah. Cake. Money cake. <laughs> money cake? Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. Oh my gosh. Okay. But no, I, I just incrementally. I can't believe you didn't listen to that. I know. <laughs> you just said what? The money cake. I can't believe you didn't listen to the money cake. So that's a, you don't know what that is? So for birthdays, when we were growing up as kids, our parents would bake money into <laughs> no, the cake. Didn't. Yeah. That's such a British thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, where do you exactly. think we were? Money <laughs> cake. And if it was a really good year, we got grandma's teeth in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which then you could turn into money by putting under your pillow. Yeah. <laughs> so we're Break out one tooth out of her dentures every, every time you're short a bit of bucks. Like, oh, lost another man. tooth. How is this possible? You've lost 47 teeth. That's where I, I just miss everything. My friends and I gel all the time, right until it comes to like, hey, remember this when we were growing up? Yeah. No, no, okay. I don't. <laughs> no, no, I was vacuuming the so shop. So anyways, we were talking about that last week and then this weekend, the past weekend we had was my birthday and my mom made a cake and put money into it because she'd listened to it on the oh, podcast. Really? And so I was like, cut the cake. There was money in it and I laughed. So. Do you think that this is a Canadian thing? I think it's a, a money British cake? thing. It's a British thing. Is it a British thing? Mm. Which would make sense. Because in their pound yeah. cake or some sort of like oh, that makes thing, they way put more sense. Stuff into that. <laughs> pound is cake. Is that where pound cake comes from? <laughs> I think so. Put get out of get out of here, really? <laughs> oh wow. We I didn't even I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking how they had like they put like different things into the Christmas pudding or something like that. Right. But if it was a British pound That explains the teeth, cake. doesn't it? <laughs> you crunch down uh, like <laughs> It all makes sense now. The teeth. You bite down on a quarter, you get this or a five pence or whatever we're calling it. Yeah, pop it out of there. So, anyways, just hijacked the living shit out of his history story. Yeah. What yeah. the heck? Okay. So <laughs> continue so on. At seven years old, I thought we were going to start at like nineteen. He started at <laughs> seven. So, okay. So you were vacuuming floors at seven. <laughs> is your nickname uh, Danger? It is. Yeah. John Cascade. John, Don, John Dangerstein. Cascade. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Yeah. Cascade Fence and Deck. Yep, that's right. Yeah. They're no, so good. It was, you know, honestly, it was just, he put me on the planer. I don't know how many hours I stood behind that <laughs> stupid Makita planer. This old, like, 1970s industrial Makita planer that you had to lean into to get the boards. <laughs> <laughs> and if you cut too deep, he would know because he could hear the road, you know. Right? <laughs> Bog down the motor. And yep. the look he would give you, it's like, you... Pure disappointment. Yeah, yep. and anger. Yeah. Yep. Throw the tape measure come wisdom past me. Yeah, I was going to say, this was 20 years ago, so you probably like... Stanley Power Lock coming right past my face. <laughs> steel, right? They're all like... It was like stainless steel yeah, with yeah. a yellow like stopper on it. Yeah. They ask his dad what his favorite measure, tape measure is. He's like, anyone that has a rubber grip, it doesn't leave marks. <laughs> <laughs> well, he smokes okay. So, oh, man, yeah. yeah, I didn't get to go under the planer until I was much older. But, uh, I sanded more... <laughs> <laughs> I sanded more sanding sealer than people know exists. You know what I mean? Like and so, inhaled more than people have ever seen. Yeah, I didn't get a mask. Dad got the mask. We only had one. Well, that's dangerous. I'm wearing, I'm wearing the mask. Your your lungs are healthy. You're your dad young. smoked at the time too, probably. And so did I. 
Because <laughs> I was right beside him. But <laughs> oh man, I was a I was a half a pack a secondhand smoker a day. <laughs> yeah, wow. nice. So, anyways, yeah, sanding sealer. He always did. Uh, we had oak oak cabinets, right? And mm-hmm. so you had to spray the sanding sealer and sand it off, and then lacquer them. And so mm-hmm. I was the sanding sealer sander. Yeah. For as long as I can remember. Did you get an orbital or did you have to do it by Palm hand? Palm sand. Oh. Everything had to be by hand. Yes. Sanding sponge by hand. Yeah. And you get those like calluses on your finger where mm-hmm. the, where you folded it over and it had the ridge and then you push back and forth. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. They're still there actually. <laughs> <laughs> PTSD. Going yeah. On. That's why he doesn't have fingertips. It's really That's convenient right. now actually. Yeah. Haven't been convicted for a crime in ever. I keep expecting him to not show up to work one day, but (laughs) fingertips are doing the trick. Yeah. So, yeah. So, no, it just kept progressing. And then when I graduated high school, I think I was building my first, my first kitchen around that time. Okay. So he just said it was a, basically it was an assisted living area up in Red Lodge and he had this huge kitchen upstairs and then he had this auxiliary kitchen in the basement. And so he had me. <laughs> you built he, this he's one. He's like, "We're going to test you out on this because I was doing everything to that point. I just never mm-hmm. did it on my own." Yep. So he they had me do it, and I did it. And oh man, I remember they had. They're so weird. They didn't want any lacquer inside the house, and so they just wanted like Watco clear oil. Yep. And so you put that on maple, and then the flies would come from every corner of the earth <laughs> and land on there and poop all over everything. So you have these stupid marks all over the place. Oh, it's so terrible. But yeah, they're like, yeah, it's assembled really good, but the finish is just, it's <laughs> terrible. And you're like, this is not my fault. Like, like you did everything I could. You asked that's for speckled maple. Yeah. Like, yeah, I knew that's what you got. Fly so. eye maple. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So. so grew up doing it. And when did you, did you work for your dad for a while then? Like to up till like adult times or was that? Well, I was, it was summer. So summer jobs. And when I was going to college, I went to college up here just south of Swift Current. It was a small town. It was a Bible college. So I went there. Lake, was it Lakeland? No, it was. Miller. Briarcrest. No, Miller. that's Moose Jaw. Briarcrest, yeah. Yeah, Karenport. 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 Well, what's the one in Karenport called? Briarcrest. Oh, that is Briarcrest. Yeah. So, sorry, where did you go? Pambrin. Pam, yeah. You know how big the town is? No. No, I've never even heard of it. <laughs> I've never I've grown up here and I've never heard of it. from here. It's like 40 <laughs> people. Yeah, it's okay. teeny tiny. The to- and we had like a student body of maybe 120 Four times the size of the town. (laughs) Yeah, so the town just got super interesting around October, September. So you came up, so how? My my mom and dad wanted me to go at first, but at the time I was uh, doing high school rodeo. And so I was a bareback rider. So I was riding Bronx. I got a letter from Texas A&M saying, hey, we're building a rodeo team. Would you like to come down and tour the campus. No, thanks. There's a town in Saskatchewan calling my name. Yeah. <laughs> Going up to Pamburn. Right next to Moose. I had to say town in Saskatchewan because I already forgot the name of the town. Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. This is getting yeah. interesting. So Texas A&M. Yeah, so they, they sent me this and I was like, sweet, I'm going to go ride bareback horses for Texas A&M and yep. then I'll figure something to take at the college. Yeah. Uh, and then, but my mom and dad were like, no, we really want you to go to this one college for a year. Just one year i was like i don't want to go it's like no you're going and you're paying for it i was like (laughs) me being the i guess semi non-rebellious son decided to go and i went and then after the first year 
I made a lot of really great friendships up there. Like the people liked what I was studying. Went back for my second year. In that second year, I met my uh, girlfriend slash now wife. At college. That's a no. I came to Regina oh, actually. Yeah. It was for a weekend, and uh, I was uh, we were helping with the local um, outreach for inner city people. Sure. And so we went there, and I met her. She was uh, volunteering, and then I wasn't going to. I was actually going to go into the military after that second year. I was like, oh, I'll come. U.S. Back. military, right? Or you gonna? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wasn't in. I wasn't a Canadian citizen yet. That's right. I will take anybody up here, though. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you like donuts? Yeah. We sell donuts. <laughs> yeah. We actually give away donuts. No, no. Put the American in there. Those guys like to fight. Let's go. Yeah. He's already good with a gun. We don't have to teach him this. <laughs> I heard he'll bring us own. We can save a few bucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It was so I was like, I'm gonna go into the military. I'll do something there. We'll do something interesting. And because at the time, Afghanistan was still raging pretty hot. Yeah. So I was like, that'll be, I had nothing, I had nothing else that I wanted to do. So what were you taking in college up here? It was like biblical studies. Okay. Yeah. I don't imagine there's a super broad spectrum of courses to take at a school with 120 kids. In Pamburn. In Pamburn. Pambrun. 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 Excuse me. Put that in the show notes. (laughs) So sorry. (laughs) Is south of Swift Current? Yeah. By like half an hour. (laughs) Yeah, it is just it is the teeniest little Sounds town. small. Yeah. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, the campus is so beautiful. And <laughs> we're driving up. I'm like, this is not beautiful. Yeah, you're like, there's, there's only one I came street. from Billings, Montana, you guys. There's mountains. <laughs> it's, it's like a hotel website when they show you the nicest, nicest part of the hotel. And you're yeah. like, oh, it's freaking awesome. Look at that pool. Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. there are trees everywhere. And I was like, there are not trees there's, everywhere. No. <laughs> so how did your parents find out about this place? Uh, one of the professors came down and spoke at our church. And they were impressed by him. He's an impressive guy, actually. Okay. He knows quite a bit. Is he yeah. still there? Yeah, he is. Cool. Mr. Armstrong. That guy is awesome. We're losing our live left, yeah. right, and center again yeah. today. We've got our major internet, internet issues is here. All over the place. Uh, okay, so you take that course, then you decide you're going to go in the military. And then I you, don't. But you met a girl. I met a Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. And so basically, uh, yeah, we hit it off. I went back to school for my final year, graduated. Yeah. Yep. And by that time, we were pretty sure we were going to tie the knot. Okay. So I moved up to Saskatoon and worked there for a couple of years at... High grade millwork. Yeah, and then they bought some stuff from us. Did they? They bought a they bought a bunch of tracks two by fours because they're doing some benches for a rink or something. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, interesting. Yep. So you guys like the main tracks dealers in the area or what? You get all the interesting stuff, like the stuff that we end up getting interesting stuff because we're willing to. Like we're willing to order it. We're willing to like go down the path of mm-hmm. this isn't just on the shelf. We'll work with you to get that. Yeah. Anything that's kind of complicated ends up on our desk because, you know, like typically the box stores are like, well, this is what we have. Okay. Right? Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. And like, we well, would be the big Trex dealer in Saskatoon. We would be one of two big Trex dealers in Regina. That's correct. Freeze yeah. Tallman being the other one. Okay. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Who's Freeze Tallman. Freeze. Freeze Tallman. Freeze. Fries Talman. He doesn't know them. Yeah. No, I just wanted you to say it several times to get their brand out there. They support me. Do they? Freeze Talman. If you're looking for treks anywhere and we've pissed you off somehow and you refuse to shop with us, then you can get it at Freeze Talman too. Oh, man. Yeah. So, anyways, that sort of the oddball ones end up on our desk. Yeah. Because when we started the company, 
the reason we did that was it was hard to find product and it was like, well, oh, we should man. start this store because it's hard to find the stuff that exists. We should just be accommodating. No joke. So that's what we did. Well, that's why I came to you guys for that G tape. Who else in Saskatchewan's going to sell G tape? Yeah. So that, there's three people. Now. <laughs> so you maybe don't know the history of that either. That was, a, that was a, we saw the G tape, thought the G tape was great. Couldn't get it anywhere. There was one place Atlas machinery in, uh, Toronto yeah. that had G tape in all of Canada mm-hmm. and couldn't really get it easily. Mm-hmm. And they weren't doing much, much with it either. Like when we were talking to the guy, the distributor in the States that had G tape, they're like, it's, you know, they're not doing whole, they're not, they're not ordering much. They're not really doing anything. And we're like, well, great. We want it. And they're like, well, you got to buy a lot of it. It was like, okay, well, we'll distribute it then. So like, let us be the distributor for Canada for G tape. Nice. It was like, it maybe didn't come together as fast as I'm implying it did, but eventually that's what happened. We started up another company and we were distributing G tape like on the side of the ultimate deck shop and then selling mm-hmm. ourselves and other lumberyards across Canada. So we kind of brought that in and got that going. So that was a perfect example of like, couldn't get something here. And we're like, well, screw it. We want it. So we'll, no we'll start a company and go get it. Yeah, so we did. So then, we so our old, that that warehouse in Macara that you had, or not warehouse, our store on Macara street initially was a deck shop, but upstairs we had to like, we had a pretty good corner of boxed G tape because yeah, we were distributing G tape out of the upstairs. Uh, yeah. By two pallets. Oh, wow. And so like we opened, I think we ended up selling the distribution off on that, but I think when it ended, we had 26 stores buying tape from us. Wow. So like construction fasteners, a bunch of Windsor plywood. Right. Oh, so, so you'd be, you're distributing to all those guys. We were, we're not anymore, but that was like when what we, heck? yeah, because we wanted the tape and nobody had it. So then we just went and got it. So you brought them to the dance and they ditch you guys for some better looking distributor. No, no, no. No. So the, <laughs> no, distri- they're distributing <laughs> the distributor now is <laughs> McLean Lumber in Calgary. Oh. And we were customers of theirs. And when we decided we weren't going to do the distribution anymore, it's just taking too much time for a single product. Yeah. We went to them. We're like, do you guys want to, do you guys want to take this over? Mm-hmm. Like we'll sell your inventory and you can kind of mm-hmm. buy into it. And oh, nice. you take the G tape distribution. So we did that. And now we buy it from them. Yeah. As does everybody else. As does everybody else. <laughs> it's gone a long way now. But we, like Wade used to do the driving around and, and the selling of, or the, the pitching of G tape to these stores or whatever. But I remember at the time our trucks, all they had for decals in the window was a, on the back window. And it's like, roll your window down before you roll up there, because <laughs> I don't know what their reaction would be to the ultimate deck shop showing up to sell them tape. Like Cause you're kind wear of your saw distribution jacket and like be that guy while you're there. Mm-hmm. So we had, yeah. That is incredible. Out of necessity, right? Like yeah. we wanted it, so we just made it happen. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, well. Plus I have, John wanted some. I did. I wanted some he and I bought it. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like that thing with the, uh, you heard about that issue with the Makita saws. St- okay. So the new Makita miter saws, they all are that rail front design. Yep. yep. They all have that. It's the, basically the thing with all the numbers on it. It's called a detent plate. Mm-hmm. That's each of those slots where the detent pin references. So you get your 45, your zero degree, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That they made out of stamped aluminum. Okay. And I bought this saw. And after like three months of use, I had it in the zero. And it went click, 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 click. Pins just banging the hole. Yeah. I was like, what's going on with this thing? And I contacted the reps. They didn't know anything about it. I contacted the service center in Saskatoon. They said, I said, I have a problem with my saw. And he goes, oh, is it the detent plate? And this is before I even knew it was a problem. And I thought, uh, yep. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess this is a pretty big deal already. They had just been released, you know, the previous year. Yeesh. And there were some guys on Instagram that had shown all their stuff down in 
in uh, California, I think. If you see all the pr- all the promo stuff for this uh, for those saws and all Makita stuff, a lot of those guys that were working in California doing like this multiple area tradesmen that they brought in. They were all the models for the new Makita stuff. Anyway, they're talking about it. So I was like, sweet, I'm going to buy one. So I got it. And then I had this problem. Mm-hmm. I was like, why is this stuff seems really soft? It's like folding over. Mm-hmm. And so I said, we should make one out of stainless steel. And so I called Makita Canada and Makita USA. I talked to the vice president of Makita Canada and it was like, what's going on with this thing? Are you guys? My name's it? John. I'm Mel Gibson's buddy. <laughs> Is that, is that how you got that phone call? Mill likes his coffee black. <laughs> just to let you know. Anyway, no, but I told him, I was like, because I just called their center and I was like, I need to talk to somebody important. <laughs> and then the vice president answered. Which was actually the shipper and receiver. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it was the same guy that you were talking to already. Oh yeah, no problem. Let me get him. Like, hello? (laughs) It's the vice president. (laughs) Okay. He's just sitting in this shack off (laughs) off like a lake in BC or something like that. But uh, no, I spoke with him and he's like, you know, we don't really have anything coming up that's going to fix this issue. And I was like, oh, okay. So I talked to a local place here in Regina. I said, hey, can we make one of these? And I brought them and I set it down. Like I bought a brand new one, so it'd be perfect. And he's like, oh yeah, we can do that. And so we made, and I had to get a whole bunch of guys together. So I messaged all these guys who had these saws on Instagram. And I said, hey, I want one of these for my saw, but it's going to be super expensive for me to buy by, by myself. If we got like 20 together, it would be this much money. Mm-hmm. And they said, okay, uh, let's do it. So I got 23 people together. <laughs> that is awesome. This thing. Oops, man. And so we went to this guy. We got 23 of them ordered. I had to eat the first 23 because I made a mistake and and they weren't, they didn't first come up and say, Oh yeah, we'll take care of it. I was like, Oh, screw it. I have to pay for him to do this. So paid to get it taken care of. You gave him the old ones. The D10 holes are all oval shaped. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. That's the one that doesn't work. Oh, well, you know, the thing is, is that we found that the detents are a little bit too big already. Mm-hmm. Like right off the new one. Too ones. much wobble. Yeah. And so we made them just like a couple thou smaller so that the pin fit in there nice and tight. And then we got it laser engraved with all the numbers and everything because the original ones are just paint. Yeah. And so uh, got all that done. And then we sent all these out just for testing because I didn't want to, you know, make this thing that's supposed to be super precise. And then all of a sudden, oh, it's mm-hmm. not any good. So I sent it to all these guys. And they were using it, and they said, yeah, no, this is great. This is perfect. We had a couple little hiccups here and there with the machining on the actual saws, but then we got it dialed in. And since then, I've sold, like, 500 of them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? And that, just, like, two weeks ago, I sent one <laughs> I sent one to the North Pole. <laughs> in Alaska. Yeah, Santa Claus. Of course. It's, like, North Pole, Alaska. <laughs> I don't know if it's the actual North Pole. But I send it to the, I send it there, and so now I have like one on every single continent except for Antarctica. So if you have people who are in Antarctica, I'll just send them one for free. There's only four. We've got oh, some push yeah. with this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get Track, it there. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. Track. And so Makita never ever dealt with the issue. 
And they're still no, selling that saw. They called me actually because I put an, a YouTube video up talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I, t- I just put the heading number one problem with the new Makita saw. Yes. Good for you. <laughs> Everybody clicks on. <laughs> yeah. That is, how many views does that video have? Is it big? Uh, it's around 90,000, I think. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. And so is, that's where you've been selling them from? People are seeing the video and then calling you to order one? Or they what? see it on YouTube. They see it on Instagram. Uh, a few people share it, talk about it. Just like there's some, there's an area in California where there's a lot of orders coming in from. Right. So I can tell there's probably a guy or a couple guys down there that have it. Yep. Uh, I called several. Sack fasteners. Isn't that a big one down yeah. in Sacramento or something? Mm-hmm. Over there? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're big on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I don't know if. All they ever post, I'm maybe I'm not following them anymore, but they used to post their store getting broken into once a week or people attempting oh, really? to. really? That is hilarious. It was always their security <laughs> footage. Like, here's another one. And you're like two guys pulling up, pick up, bang in the door or whatever. And it's like, okay. Yeah. But anyway, so this thing is taken off like just on through Instagram or through yeah. YouTube. and It's just, it's just not. Well, and it's just like what you're talking about with the whole G-tape thing where you wanted it. Yeah. You knew other people wanted it. Mm-hmm. And so, and you were frustrated because you would have bought it from somebody else. Yeah. hundred percent. I would have. Yeah. And so now that's all we were we looking actually, for. Was we actually to buy tried. It yeah. Right? So, so yeah. I mean, it, like, where would I have found it? If you guys didn't have it, I yeah. would have had to order it from the States. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, I love hearing when people talk about that, about that kind of stuff, like you guys being like, yeah, we wanted all this stuff. Where the heck am I going to find Trex two by fours. Yeah. I didn't even know they existed. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you guys have them. And so, yeah, that is just really, really cool. Yeah. I love that. So how long I'm, I'm fascinated by this, this, uh, detent plate story. I want to build the saw. I, I want to <laughs> go buy one just so I can support John uh, by a uh, the, cra- the crazy thing is though, after I kept digging deeper and deeper into the saw, I started noticing more problems. Like the back fences aren't square. You could take a square, go over to, this uh, tool store right next to us. Yep. Put it up against the back fence. All of them are leaning back. All of them. Every really? single one of them. Yep. So this is a... I think that's the crown mold feature. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the spring angle. Yeah. Preset. Absolutely. <laughs> it used to drive me so crazy that you couldn't get a miter saw that was good. And mm-hmm. so what I meant by that was I had a Makita miter saw and I loved it because it was a direct drive. So the blade didn't wobble, right? Yeah, that was, was like, the 1013, right? That's right. LS 1013. So, but then I couldn't come out. Couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are we talking about? I'm not in this conversation. I, the dude knows the model number of a saw. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I couldn't cut a six inch crown mold for cabinets on the uh, 10 inch saw. Yes. So I had to get a 12. So I bought a Bosch one because oh. what I didn't like about the Makita was, uh, sorry, what I yeah, what I didn't like about the Makita was where the numbers were. And every time you like set material on the table, the numbers were covered, like your angle was covered. And so you couldn't just tweak it a little bit because you didn't know where you were. But Bosch was great because their number pattern was in a better spot and they had a taller fence and they had a 12 inch. So I was like, okay, this will be great. Bought it. Uh, and it was a belt drive and it wobbled. And so uh. I would have my crown mold. You could see <laughs> where it shook down, right? And you go to put it saw's together. fault. 100% it was a saw's fault. <laughs> and so then I was fault. like, so then I bought a thicker blade. I went to Sawtooth yeah. and I was like, I need a, like a heavy blade. And he was like, yeah, no problem. We bought this heavy blade. It was like $120 or something. Oh yeah. Same thing. Chattered all the way down. And I was like, why is this happening? So Bosch had a belt drive. So I didn't like that. Makita was direct. I was like, that was great. Bosch's numbers were good. DeWalt had a good sliding arm at the mm-hmm. time. And I was like, why can't somebody just take this 
these three saws and yes. mash them together. No joke. And I was like, I know what miter saw I want, and I would pay thousands of dollars for it if I knew that it was going to work. Right? A Bawaltica. Yeah. A Bawaltica. <laughs> Is that what you do over here? You just listen to people talk, and you're like, I need to come up with something. I'm going to mash yeah, all these clever. together. I grind up some material in my head, yeah. <laughs> I worked on a lot of combinations for the Bawaltica. <laughs> That's what you got. It actually would work. Well, I thought yeah. that... I would fix my problems. Matt Douche was Capex. not a good one. <laughs> so I bought the Capex. Okay. And that was during the time where they had, the motors were burning up in the Capex because mm -hmm. it was a 240 volt from Europe. They brought it over to North America, which is 110 volt. The motor is starved of power and the motors were burning up within three years or right after three years, which you were screwed because the warranty period is three years. Yep. And so I was like, oh, this sucks. I just bought this $2,100 saw. Ugh. And it's, I'm afraid it's, and on top of that, the bed wasn't flat. Mm -hmm. The back fences weren't gold planer. I was like, yeah, yeah precision unmatched my foot. <laughs> <laughs> it's unmatched by everybody except for DeWalt, which comes almost perfect out of the box. Yep. So I sold, <laughs> I sold it to a hobbyist who had never used a miter saw before. <laughs> I said, I was like, oh, go ahead and try it out. He goes, oh, that's okay. I saw you use it. I've never really used one before. Jeez, <laughs> he dropped $1,700 on a saw that he had never even used. <laughs> never driven before. a car. It's like, here's a helicopter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you should be just fine. I saw you fly it. This will be fine. <laughs> what, did he live in Regina? I think so. Or around Regina? Maybe. He was an older guy. It's your dad. Nope. <laughs> Father-in-law? Nope. Huh? Maybe a former customer. Oh, well, anyway. But so ba basically it came down to the Makita didn't have it. The Makita was so close. Like yep. So close mm -hmm. in so many ways. It bombed. Really the best saw that I've ever used is either A, the DeWalt DW780, mm -hmm. the 12-inch slider. Mm -hmm comes out of the box almost perfect, especially if you get the Mexican-made one. If you get the Taiwanese-made one, it uh, it's, a, it's a little bit less precise because they sell those for like $4.99 versus the $7.99 one. Okay. We own the $7.99 one. That's the difference between the tool store and the box store yeah. model. Yeah. Well, they sell the thing is they sell it at Lowe's. So you look at one, you go, this is the exact same as that one. But then you look at the tags, this is made in Taiwan, which is still a great saw. Don't get me wrong. It's a great saw. For deck builders. For anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I've used that saw, and it's, I mean, it comes almost perfect out of the box. A little bit of tweaking, and you got it almost dead on. Yeah, and then, I mean, I use that for a whole bunch of pre-finished uh, molding inside uh, the College Avenue campus. Around that deck you did. Yeah, around the deck, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right next to the MDF and the uh, yeah. <laughs> and the Alex Plus. Or uh, yeah, so no, it's that's probably one of the best saws out there. The only one that I think is probably even close, a little bit close, is probably the new Milwaukee 12-inch cordless. Interesting. Not the 12-inch corded. The, cor the ones that have the rails that go into the bottom of the bed. Yes. Those are... Ugh. Yuck, gross. Okay. Don't even touch it. But the new cordless 12-inch and the cordless 7 and a quarter. I mean, how do you get your hands on all these? Are you reviewing tools? Uh, or how do you get your hands on these to try them out? To a lot of them, like say from Milwaukee, they send them to me. So this that was actually the first saw they sent to me was this 12-inch uh, cordless miter saw. 
and I've been talking with their people a little bit and they were willing to throw that towards my way to be like, okay, he knows a little bit about miter saws. He'll be able to figure it out and point out some stuff that if it's any good. And the, fir- <laughs> the first one they sent me, the head wasn't square on the rails. And so the head was cut in cockeyed like this. Ooh. And so <laughs> and I told them, I was like, I guess it's a deal breaker. I had to say this on my Instagram saying that the head is crooked. Oh, well. They said, oh, no worries. We'll send you another one. <laughs> this is expensive song. Yeah, I can't no believe thing. they would do that. Yeah. And the next one was good or? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's deadly. Just, a, just an odd. <laughs> so they were like, okay, guys, we're sending this one to Johnny Danger. Make this one perfect. <laughs> if you could have, get the caliper on that thing and make sure anybody that. could put this together straight. Oh, maybe this time. build it this time. <laughs> um, just don't hit it with the hammer. So yeah. what's your, are you, uh, are, you sound like you've tried everything. Are you? Are you a loyalist to one brand of tools, or do no, you just find the no. best one of every type of tool? The best grinder, doesn't matter who it's from, best. Well, the thing is, the headache with using a tool that doesn't do its job very well is just more frustration than it's worth. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm using a table saw, and I need the depth of the cut to remain the same, but the fittings that hold the table saw in place keep loosening it with the vibration of the saw, mm-hmm. yeah. that doesn't help me. I'm spending time and frustration. I'm I'm pissed off because it's not working the way I want it to. Mm-hmm. That throws my mind off of what I'm thinking. And then when I get it set to where I need it to be, I start doing stuff again. I've forgotten what I needed to do, and I screw a piece up. Yep. And then I might as well just go home mm-hmm. because, I mean, we all understand that. Absolutely. Can you, yep. can you imagine being like right at the end of building a deck, and all of a sudden, you know, your impact doesn't work anymore? Or your impact slips out of driving a screw, hits into the top of the mm-hmm. of the deck, and all of a sudden you have to replace that 16-foot piece you just put in. Yep. Is that experience talking right there? It's like <laughs> no, you it's, built two decks, and that's like a pretty precise. Yeah. <laughs> it's common. That, that'll happen. We, right? we bought a lot of 16-foot material. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, it's just that. It's, and, yeah. so you, and so there's some brands have really good stuff. Some brands have some not-so-great stuff. And so just understanding that and knowing where to put your money. A lot of people like to keep one battery platform, Mm -hmm. which is nice, but it's a convenience that I am willing to forego in order to have something that actually does a good job. Yep. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's awesome. So part of the, part of why I like this story is that you're not, um, you're not favoring anybody. And that's the same idea behind our store. It was just Mm -hmm. like, we're going to put all these products in and, and we're going to legit tell you whether this board is slippery or it's hot or mm-hmm. whatever. Right? Yeah. And it's like, unfortunately, that's how it's going to go. And I think that that goes a long ways. You become more credible. So rather than asking tool companies to be like, I want to be a tool reviewer, mm. just start reviewing them. Just start talking about it. And if your area, if you like show that you're knowledgeable and have an expertise in this, they will start to send stuff to you. Right. And they'll be like, Hey, I see that you actually know what you're talking about. Yeah. Here's a Makita saw. Here's a mm-hmm. DeWalt saw. Here's a Milwaukee saw, right? And it's like, yeah. pay attention to these things. Well, Let us know. And that's the hard part about it too is because really what a lot of these brands are run by marketing agencies. Mm-hmm. So you're talking to Milwaukee on Instagram. Milwaukee Instagram isn't, well, they aren't, they aren't the people that, are, that know much about the tools. They're mm-hmm. the marketing agency. I think of a couple. Give me your vice president. Uh, the vice president. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me talk to somebody important. <laughs> I know Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I get to go ahead everywhere. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's, just, it's just a lot of people get frustrated, say, with DeWalt. Mm-hmm. 
I'm so frustrated. My rep didn't give me what I was looking for. I can't believe they wouldn't stand behind their brand. Listen, the rep for DeWalt is a salesman. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. not a tool expert. Yep. He knows the brochure. He knows the high points to tell people to get him to sell, to buy this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm finding more and more. There's a lot less actual people that can really determine whether or not something is any good. And they'll just say, you know what? I've had good experiences with blank brand in the past. And I expect it's just going to say the same. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, some things just aren't that way. They make certain changes. Mm-hmm. Like I was, lo- <laughs> one thing I did when I was looking at Makita, I was going, you know what? I'm going to look up their market reports to see if their profits have been sustained within the last few years. Anybody else do that before they buy a tool? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the only no, one? I Not a single time. <laughs> Not one time. But I, but I didn't either. But the thing is, is that when you look at that, you go, okay. They just moved a lot of their manufacturing to China. Festool just did that, by the way. Did you know that? No. Festool moved. They were having issues with maintaining their market share in certain areas because of the cost was so high. They weren't selling as much. They didn't want to bring their prices down because, you know, they have that yearly price increase. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're bringing up our prices. The funny thing is one year they increased prices in Canada, but they didn't in the United States. So their price, and you go, what's going on here? And so you look into it and you see that they're not selling as much product in certain areas. And so they hike the price up because they're like, well, people are going to buy it at this price. They'll probably buy it for $50 more. Mm-hmm. But then they're also saying, you know, I'm sure there's a ton of different reasons why they're unable to do a lot of stuff in Germany still. But some of the stuff they send to China to manufacture, but they're still charging the big price. So there's got to be something going on there. They had an excellent turn of innovation, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And they had, you know, the patent on the track saw. They had the patent on, they still hold the patent on the domino. Track saws. Track saws. But, yeah, track saw, right? (laughs) I know you guys love your track saws. Who doesn't love a good track saw except for people who clamp? Shane does it. <laughs> People who clamp, uh, what was it, levels to their yeah. services? Oh, look at yeah. the tracks all right there. <laughs> I got a tracks off. Yeah. If I buy this tracks, I won't be able to afford my Copenhagen. <laughs> That's a but, t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. Yeah. But uh, anyway, they their patent ran out, ran out on the track saw. People are buying track saws from other people now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to lose their patent on the Domino in about five years. Ooh. And can you imagine a Makita cordless Domino? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's going to it's coming. <laughs> forty volt, <laughs> the new forty volt XGT. Um, but all these things are happening where they're not as inv- innovative as they used to be, and they're not coming out with these just killer products that just make everything better. Yeah. They did that initially, and they brought a lot of innovation. It's like nobody cared about dust collection on a miter saw before. Yeah, yeah. Until people started seeing that people are actually willing to pay twenty five hundred dollars for a saw setup, a miter saw setup that'll collect the dust, like the Capex. Yep. So they've changed a lot of the culture around tools because of their innovation, but they're losing now because they don't have as much innovation coming in, right? For whatever reason. And so their market share is going down. And so they had to transfer a lot of that mm. over there. And so, but the thing is, their perceived quality is still there mm. because of marketing. Mm. And so when you're dealing with a lot of these companies, people say, I'm so frustrated frustrated with this company because they didn't stand behind it. So like, well, listen, they, they don't care. 
Somebody's going to go into a Home Depot, whether you're unhappy or not, and they're going to buy DeWalt tools still, Milwaukee tools still, Makita tools still, and it doesn't matter. So, and then you see a lot of these, like, you know, different reps for different tool companies that not only do they rep one tool brand, but they rep like 50. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And they're all, they're all based in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, anyway, yeah. So, I mean, it's just understanding where the market's going and then being able to determine if somebody's products are still going to be good. So it takes a, it takes a lot of effort in order to determine what tool I guess so. Yeah. And so when you have people who really care and want to share that tool Mm -hmm. and who use it all the time, if all I have to do is go to Toolaholics page and go, what's the best blah, 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 or what's good for this scenario, he's going to tell me, Mm -hmm. then that's awesome. Yep. Yep. So... It takes a lot of the work out of having to study these tools. Yeah. Yeah. But you need you need a guy that you can trust. You need yeah. somebody that has said the brand name is terrible yeah. and then they made some adjustments. Now it's good again. Yeah. And they you need somebody that's not afraid to take shots at the big guys because if their tool sucks, their tool sucks. Yeah, it's hard too. I mean, because a lot of guys would be like, you know what? I just work out of my garage anyway. And so it doesn't really matter if I tell people you know, I can just say everything's amazing. It's like, oh yeah, this is amazing. I don't know how to use the tool, but it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, or oh. you get guys that are endorsed and paid by a company yeah. and then, then they have to. Oh man. But they get paid to do that. The crazy thing is anymore, there aren't a lot of people that are paid. So if I go on Instagram, I look at all these different guys who are showing these tools. A lot of them aren't paid. They just get the tool, but they want that gravy train of tools to keep coming in. Right. Yeah. You're scared to be too harsh because, yeah. Well, and and some of them. To be honest, but the thing is, is that people more and more are determining, going, okay, we know where this guy's coming from. Yeah. He doesn't want to lose his connection with the brand. Yeah. The people who are running the brand are marketers. The people who are showing the tools understand the marketing mindset, so they know how to, you know, they know how to show this. And but then the professionals look at it and go. That is not how you use a track saw. You need the track with yep. the track saw to use it. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, and then they're the old trackless track saw. Yeah. yeah. Then it becomes like their their opinion becomes less valuable, right? Yeah. Like, so I need to dig into that now. Do you have you have you tried all the track saws? Because we like we talk about them a lot, and so then therefore people ask us, "What's the best one?" And I haven't used them all, so I don't know the answer to that. Have you tried the big ones? Like obviously Dewalt, Makita, Festool are kind of the top three that people talk about in North America, anyway. I've used. I, I owned my first track saw was the uh, Festool 55, yep. TS 55, mm-hmm. um, and that was good. The build quality was uh, was amazing. The power was not as good as underpowered. I, That's what it I was heard. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so when I saw that the Makita one came out cordless, I was like, "All right, buddy, I'm going to get on that." And so I bought that, sold the Festool track saw to another hobbyist. <laughs> Same guy, same sucker yeah. fell hard again. Different, same shade of hair, color of hair, gray. Worked in his garage. No, he's a he's a great guy. So I uh, it was it was just fine. But I sold the Fest tool. The Makita has been awesome. I mean, as far as power, uh, ease of use. I haven't used the Dewalt. I've talked to quite a few guys who have used the the Makita and the Fest tool and the Dewalt, and they say the Dewalt isn't bad, but it's not as precise. There's a bit of blade wobble going on in there. Um, 
which, you know, I can't have. I can't have that. <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it seems like a silly thing, but it it's so frustrating. Like, blade wobble is so frustrating. Yeah, you can't I mean, fix it. Yep. What, how am I going to do this? Oh. I'm going to sand it. Well, you can't sand it because you don't sand evenly. It's like. Yeah, no joke. Yeah. And even if you did try to sand it, it's like, you know, you have to turn that thing on a lathe yep. for it to make any difference. Yeah. Um, the Bosch track saw, the corded track saw has the most power. So I looked at their watt ratios. So what the watts are, the amps that the motors are drawing. And then I divided that by the um, circumference of the blade. And I found that... Was that before or after you looked at the market reports? Like, Jesus. <laughs> well, but the thing is, you have all these trolls on Instagram going, oh, no, the, the festival is amazing. So I'm going to be like, you know, I'm going to cut them off at the pass. And I'm going to say, listen, this is the rating of the motor. This is the circumference of the blade. The, mm. the festival has like per... Oh, I can't remember what it was. For the diameter of the blade, I broke it down. I basically divided it per 10 millimeters of the blade diameter. It has 11 watts of power or something like that. And so, and the Makita has 12 and the Bosch has 14. So. Significant. Yeah. 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 And, and that's the same between the TS-55 and the TS-75. They okay. increase that ratio the same. So it has 11 watts of power per, or amps or whatever. I can't exactly remember what it was, but it was around 11 for, I think, 10, centim- 10 millimeters of the blade diameter. Right. Mm-hmm. I think uh, when you get into details like that, you should just like, don't question yourself because not a single person is going to fact check you on that. You're going to sell it. If you're, this is like a, from a sales point of view, if you're going to sell it, just sell it. Marketers. Yeah. I'll just do it on my garage. Give me in no jewels problem. for all we care. I'll be a back. 10 jewels of power. Yeah. Yeah. But so uh, the Bosch is great. I like the Bosch tracks. Bosch, the Bosch track saw is made by Maffel. Maffel is like the creme de la creme mm-hmm. of track saws. If you're going to buy a track saw and you're thinking about buy, shelling out the cash for the Festool, shell out a little bit more for the Maffel. That thing is just a beast. Okay. Yeah. So the Maffel track saw, I and personally, the tracks on the, on the Bosch are, I would say, superior. They're narrower. They don't have as much grip. They're a little bit more slippy. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Um, but there's a clamping slot near the edge of the splinter guard and at the back of the track. So if you're looking at the track, if flat like this, if you, oh, bloody knuckle, flat like this and you tilted it up, how the Festool has one on the back side of the track. The Bosch has a slot for the clamps on both sides. So you gotcha. can slide your clamp in there. So if I'm cutting like a thin piece that needs to be an inch wide, uh, I can clamp, put my clamp right on that piece, clamp it up and it holds it right there and I can cut it. Right. It, it's super convenient. So the so for budget, like the Makita is usually the lowest of the big three too, right? Oh, That's yeah. The, if you're thinking budget. Bang for buck. Oh, yeah. The Makita all day long. Probably that one, yeah. And it's so convenient. I mean, really. Two batteries on that thing. You can just throw it around. You put The only thing that's a little hinky on the Makita is that uh, the, the pivot point where that plunges over time gets built up with gunk in there. And it'll start to firm up so it won't snap back as nicely. Gotcha. You just take it to the service center. They'll clean it out and give it back to you. They probably won't even charge you for it. Right. But I mine right now is doing that again. I had it serviced two years ago. So when are you making that part? 
What am I making that for? <laughs> yeah. What are you, what are you fixing that? That's obviously a huge you make flaw. your own. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, big big problem. I talked to the president this time. <laughs> yeah, he didn't buy my Mel Gibson BS. <laughs> he's like, yeah, right. He takes two coffee, one <laughs> yeah. cream, one sugar. Yeah. He's here right now. If you yeah. like to talk to him. <laughs> anyway, Sweet. yeah. So it's yeah to dig to dig a little deeper into all that type of stuff. I don't know. Bang for your buck. The best track saw out there, I think, is the Makita. And get a full kerf blade. Don't get that stupid thin kerf blade. Yep. Full kerf blade is... I agree so much with that. Oh, man. You're cutting a, if you're cutting a miter, mm-hmm. and you're cutting on an angle, and then your angle does mm-hmm. the, the snake or whatever, it's like, well, that's no good. That piece is wrecked. Yep. Yeah. So as soon as that thing gets dull, that blade is just so thin, it just wobbles in the yep. cut. Yep. Royce actually just sent me four new blades that, that they're testing. All full kerf, a ripping blade, a general purpose blade, cross cut, melamine, solid surface. Yeah, and then fine finish. It's awesome. They're they're looking pretty promising. Good. Nice. Is your is your uh, your IG handle Steen Woodwork or Woodworks? Woodwork. Just Woodwork. No so you got it right. Yeah, I found it. Good. That a boy. Somebody's asking. We got you at least one new follower. TC Dex. Nice. TC Dex. Ooh. There you go. You're welcome again. TC Dex. I know, right? What are you at now? You have, what, 50? What are you at for, th- for followers? 63,000? 63.1, actually. It's been floating back and forth a lot. I don't know what's going on, but I have not been able to crack past, much past 63 in a long time. Like I, because I, usually when you're analytics, you look at them. It's like, oh, you gain this many followers to stay, and then you lose this many. But lately, it's like it doesn't seem like anything's getting any traction. Something's going on with the with the algorithm. I sure feel mm. like, and, and like I honestly, I haven't been paying much attention to or doing <laughs> doing enough effort on Instagram lately. But I feel the same way that we got to seventeen and then stalled out there. Yep. And it's just like we're kind of stalled at seventeen three for a while now. Doesn't seem to matter what we do. But yeah, it's both in the last six months they've changed some stuff. It's like finding bake. Making any real gains is kind of difficult. So was this something that you intended to do from the time you set up your Instagram account? Was like, I want to grow a big following and review tools and do all this stuff. Or did you just kind of like fall in, like accidentally get to 63 because you were posting enough and at the right time? A buddy of mine, Mike Weeb, Beaver Creek Customs was doing it. And I saw that he had quite a bit of traction. And it was basically just showing his friends and people around Saskatoon that, uh, you know, he, the stuff that he did. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Oh, I'll try it and I'll throw some of my stuff up. Some of the stuff I do is kind of cool. So I started showing it. And I mean, you always shoot, I always shoot fairly high. I'm like, I want, I would think it'd be super cool to be able to have a, a pretty good outreach. Cause my dad from the very beginning was like, this internet thing is going to be where it's at. We have a very niche market in what we do here. He said that like when, six months ago? <laughs> no, it was when. I, I think this internet thing <laughs> looks like it's going to catch on. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, oh, I mean, it was probably 1998-ish. Oh, it was pretty early. It was right oh, when, yeah. I remember, Dateline started putting Dateline.com. Visit us at www.dateline.com. I was like, what's this .com <laughs> stuff going on? Download Netscape and see what's going on. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, really, he was just saying, that's the way for a niche builder, like what mm-hmm. we, we were doing, yep. to expand it a lot bigger. Yeah. So I thought, hey, Instagram's cool. I like following guys on Instagram. Uh, actually, the first thing that happened was when I was I was following Mike, 
and then I was following Murray Kruger, Kruger yep. Construction, mm -hmm. and he was at sixty thousand at the time, and he was doing a sixty thousand giveaway, mm -hmm. and it was a Festool uh, MIDI and a Festool Sander, and I was like, oh man, this is gonna be cool. I'll just enter it, and I won it. <laughs> it was oh, so yeah. funny because I went to, I went to Great West Saw down here, and I was like, so I just won. Uh, a festival sander and dust extractor. And they told me to come here and pick it up. And he was like, BS, I'm not giving you nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the vice president? Yeah. <laughs> no, well, he, he, call, he called the festival people, festival Canada. And they said, no, yeah, he's right. Give it to him. He, <laughs> he looked like he was about to have a cow. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> That's, I can't believe I'm giving this. This is not happening. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. giving this to you? Yeah. And so I, and I couldn't believe it. After, after that, I was like, oh, man. The stuff that can happen on Instagram is almost endless. Yeah. And it was honestly, it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of, I, I learned a heck of a lot from a lot of people. Yep. I mean, when I, when I was looking up how to build this stupid deck last year, I was like, do I, what do I need to worry about with this material? I've never worked with this material before. So yep. I was looking at like your guys' stuff. Yep. And I was looking at a whole bunch of other people like Dr. Dex, Cascade. Mm -hmm. I think I asked Cascade a couple questions as well. Um, but it was it's such a great resource. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, real, I mean, we were talking about tools before, but you talk about anything. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. It's my yeah. favorite part of Instagram. Like yeah. Everybody's just, it seems like everybody's trying to help from anywhere. Yeah. yeah. I talked to a guy about spray finishing in the UK just last week. And he was giving me all this information about the product that I'm spraying. You should shoot him a message, ask him if he gets money cakes. I should. <laughs> I said, Hey, do you get pound cake and do you put pounds in the cake? Yeah, that's right. Is that a thing? He's like, yeah. Have you, uh, have you branched out into any other platforms? Have you I've, looked at TikTok as like the big uh, one now? No. I I looked at TikTok right when it was starting and I saw their privacy agreement and I was like, oh, there's no way I can do this. Did you read their privacy agreement? <laughs> nope. Scroll. <laughs> agree. Uh, Next page. Yeah. Well, I heard some, the only reason I thought about it is because some of the, actually the podcasts I was listening to, they were talking about the new TikTok and what you should know about it. And they were talking about the user agreement and basically going, if you hit okay, not only are you willing to share your data with them when you're on the app, but when the app is even closed, they can take data from your phone. I feel like that's happening with all of them, isn't it? Uh, it depends. Like some of the cookies can cross, not cookies, but trackers can truck cross over. But, um, and they probably can do that. But the only difference is, is that they can't go into my text messages, but TikTok can. If really? If on your phone, yeah, you can go into all that. They may have changed some things recently because they're getting a lot of heat from the U.S. government there for a little while. They're yeah. almost going to get shut down. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, ah, I don't really want, and then when I got into TikTok too, I was like, how is this going to be informative? How can I make my stuff informative on here? It's like, I, I don't think I can. I don't know. There's hey, a whole TikTok learning section now. Is there really? Yeah, it yeah. seems like guys have, left. right? I used to question that too. Like how, how do you use this platform? Because yeah, obviously early on, it's like, oh, it's just a bunch of young kids like lip syncing to shit. Uh, right. Yeah. But then I started to notice like a lot of the big guys in Instagram and I don't know who like are our buildings and mm. some of these guys are on there. I was like, Oh, they're actually on here. And then you look and they've got like a million followers on TikTok already. Yes. Like five times their Instagram. Following no and shit. It's like, Holy smokes. Okay. And they've managed to, to do, I mean, you get 60 seconds of a video there too. Right. Yeah. The, and so you could really post the same kind of stuff. I think I still have but, a TikTok account. Yeah. I just didn't really, I just took some of the higher grossing videos from my Instagram and just threw them on TikTok. That's all we've done too. Yeah, but <laughs> so far. It was just a placeholder sort of a thing. Yeah. But man, that 
our uh, our buildings, Kyle Stumpenhorse, that guy turns his hand to any type of social media and it just goes, yeah. just explodes. I am just so amazed. Yeah. He's on Twitch now, gaming. Is he? Yes, and people are following him. <laughs> Dang it, Kyle. Right? <laughs> no, but then I just started doing a little bit more into YouTube. Okay. Mostly because YouTube seems to have more longevity. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, you know, monetization. You can throw it on there, so yep. that's yep. good, but... Speaking of, before we go on from there, speaking of gaming, because Kyle's doing gaming, mm. uh, you know Greg Moore? Yep. He just posted the other day on Twitter about the uh, what's the Toronto Gaming League's team's name? I don't know. Whatever it is, the Toronto, <laughs> whatever. This is how serious this freaking gaming thing is. He posts, he's like, looking forward to taking in an event at this stadium here in four years when it's built. So the Toronto, whatever they're called, of, the, of whatever gaming league it is, has... It's defiant. The Toronto Defiant, yeah. Wow. They've put out plans to build a freaking stadium in in downtown Toronto yep. that what? basically looks like Edmonton's, like it's a fancy ass arena for gaming. And so this, like it's a stage with screens where they play and everything, but there, I don't know how many thousands of people it's going to seat. Mm-hmm. But it's like, this shit just got real. And people are going <laughs> to sit and watch. Yep. It's a big thing, yeah. You're going to sit and watch somebody play a video game. Gary right? Vaynerchuk owns... Which one? The Michigan Min- Michigan team? Minnesota? Michigan or something like that, yeah. Mini- right. Minneapolis team. What? My brother-in-law, yeah, like man, it's real. 10 years ago, said, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to San Francisco. I was like, oh, what are you going to go do down there? I'm going to go watch a StarCraft uh, tournament. Mm-hmm. That, that space right there? Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, you're, you're going to go watch StarCraft in person? Like, are you going to watch it on a screen? That doesn't make sense. I, I saw a story of like, like the, I think it's like the Beijing StarCraft team is so popular in Beijing that they came and gave the Olympic like soccer team like a pep start before no one of the Olympic way. games. Yeah. If I was playing soccer Wild. and these guys came in and I'd be like, <laughs> check Leave out the right muscles now. on his index finger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently they are pretty... It, pretty impressive like the amount of like interactions like uh, apparently it's all measured by it's how metric. many interactions you can have per second and some of these guys are just insane mm-hmm. i look at that and go wow i need to put my kid outside with a 22 more often yes <laughs> <laughs> it's a serious business that's for sure yeah they're making serious money it's insane. Oh, yeah. serious money yeah like in these teams are run they're running like any sports teams there's yep. freaking trades and they sign them to contracts and there's like it's yeah, it's it's cool. Insane. But anyway. Anyway, yeah, there we are. What else? Do you got more time? Like frick, we've taken an hour from you now. Yeah. You popped over for you know, five minutes away. What did you expect when you got here? Yeah, this is an hour and a half. Hour and a half, yeah. Yeah. No, I did not expect this. This has been fun. It has been. Yeah. It's great. Our topic for today wasn't super uh, wasn't time sensitive really anyway. So. No. Got you before you moved home. That's, good to That's right. When so when is it happening? May. May. Head note in May. Yeah. And so. just moving the business down there. You're going to go down and do the same thing? Yeah. Well, the shop is there. Yeah. It has all the tools in it. Is your family still around there then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I have three brothers in that area and one more is over in Iowa. And so my mother moved to uh, Billings. And so I'm just buying the house and the land and we're going to go from there. So nice. It's Yeah. I, I am so excited. I've been waiting for this ever so since I moved up here. Are the brothers, <laughs> are they going to work with you? Do you think? No. No. Mike, one, one of my brothers is a heavy equipment operator. Okay. Another one works for a ranch. He's uh, he's actually night calving. Okay. Yeah. So he's, uh, 
he works for them, does a lot of fence. They do a lot of custom fencing. Yep. So they'll do a lot of like barbed wire barbed and different fence. stuff like yep. that. Uh, the other brother works in general construction. And then the one over in Iowa is uh, a farmer. But none of them really kind of caught on to the industry like my dad did. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I just want to spend time with my dad. So that's why I did it. Yep. But And then he just like, well, if you're going to be here. Vacuum the start corners. vacuuming the corners. Here's a buck. Oh man, guess what my kids are gonna do? Yeah, yeah. Vacuum the corners. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you gotta pay them more than a buck nowadays. Though that's not gonna get you very far, I don't think. Yeah. But, so, anyway, well, this was a pleasant surprise. Have yeah. you pop in suddenly like this and do an interview right in house? That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. So, thanks for giving us all your time and sharing all your like ridiculous amount of knowledge on tools. Oh yeah. wow, well, that's so, very thank. That's sh- thanks for sharing your compliments. Deep. So yeah. Uh, please, like <laughs> until May, feel free to stop by any time. We're here. We're not moving again before you leave. So, are you sure? I'm sure. Yeah, sure. pretty positive. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next week. Hey, thank you for listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Now you know what we're about. Uh-huh. Check the site, come and shop. UltimateDeckShop.com. Hit us right away for sponsorships. So tell us if you want to collaborate. Let's go. Check us out on any social networks. Thank you for listening. <laughs>